This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, an easy and free way to get your podcast journey started. Whether you have been recording for years or you're looking for a place to start, Anchor FM is the way to go to get your podcast on all platforms. Click the link in the bio to get started. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Thank you for tuning in to Top of the Morning, where we talk about sports and a whole lot more. I am Cameron, your host. I have a special guest on today's podcast who just so happens to be the biggest fan of the NFL's most miserable team in the NFC. That is the Carolina Panthers. CJ Cox. CJ, what's going on? What's up, man? Yeah, that's a pretty accurate title, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, spot on. So I'm um, glad to have you on, talk about the Panthers, talk about their offseason acquisitions, talk about the upcoming draft. They did a lot of things in the offseason, so hopefully they can have an exciting upcoming season. But before we get into that... We're going to do a new segment, uh, something a little fun that I just decided to do off the top of my head, and we're going to play the school game. So I got six schools here for you, and I'm going to name the school, and you're going to tell me where they are in the U.S. So just name the state, but if you do know the city and you want to flex a little bit, go right ahead. Perfect, yeah. I mean, I didn't even graduate college, so definitely the right guy to be asking about colleges. So. I mean, neither did I, so <laughs> we're in the same boat. <laughs> this, this is perfect. This is perfect. All right, so starting off, we got James Madison. Ooh, I want to say it's near Washington, like near D.C., maybe not in D.C. I'm going to say it's like in Maryland. You're very close. Virginia. Virginia. Okay. So right, it's that. in, uh, actually, I don't even know the city it's in. I just know it's in Virginia. <laughs> uh, but but Lagan went there, so I've been to the campus and everything. So, okay. I mean, whatever. Nice. It, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. I've been to the school and I don't know the city. But, <laughs> anywho. So, it says more about the city than it does you. Uh, right. <laughs> so next, we got Oakland University. That has to be a trick question. I mean, is it? I don't know. Um, I'm <laughs> going to say, I'm going to have to say California. I have no choice. It has to be California. Close, but wrong. Where is that? Oakland University is actually in Michigan. Oh, Oakland, Michigan. Uh, okay. Rochester, Michigan. Actually. Oh, even better. <laughs> Perfect. Should have known. Oakland University in Rochester, Michigan. So when I was playing semi-pro football up there, I actually did my training at Oakland University. Fun fact. Huh. Um, so the next one, I actually pulled off a whim. I, I didn't even know where this was, but it was funny, so put it in there. Yeshiva University. Yeshiva. Sounds like it's in the Middle East, but I'm going to guess uh, we're sticking to the, the U.S. here. <laughs> um, we'll say... gotta be new mexico it's, it's just gotta be that's my guess you got the new right oh, oh new york new york is correct nice smack in new york city what is it known for i don't know but it's in new york city how many universities are there in new york city that have like less than a thousand students probably a lot because uh, every every school that i've never heard of always ends up being in new york and it's like oh yeah here's you know this little picture of this little tiny building this is actually their entire university i've yep. seen it multiple times yep uh, when i was actually looking for schools today i found out that there is a uh jewish theological seminary of america in new york city <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah I could, duh. couldn't tell you how many people go there but yeah that, that's the, that's the i'm thing. telling you probably less than a thousand just yeah. like everywhere else in new york probably wouldn't doubt it <laughs> so all right, so we're over three, but we got we got three more. So uh, let's uh, let's let's make it up. So here we go, Rice University. It's definitely. I want to say Rice is also in New York. Rice is not. 
in New York. Rice is actually in Texas. Oh my god. The Rice Owls. That's like the opposite. That's like, that's the complete opposite of New York. Yeah. So uh actually a big guy that came or big name that came out of Rice is Chris Boswell, the kicker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> nice. Uh anybody else that came out of Rice, I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure <laughs> but, I'm sure there are others, but yeah, I mean Boswell's a great player, you yeah. know, good yeah. good for them. Known for kicking balls. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Azusa Pacific. Okay, I'm going to guess it's in the in the west. Okay. Um, okay. Azusa. Um, I'm going to guess it's probably somewhere like Southern California, we'll say. You are exactly right. I don't know where I don't know what city it's in. Um, actually, I think it's in Azusa. I think that's the city, but it's in California. That's what so, I should have done. Can we start over? And I just say that whatever the name of the university is, I just say like it's it's in Rice or it's in Azusa. Uh, it doesn't work like that, <laughs> oh, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. <laughs> James Madison is not in James Madison. Ah, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, and the last one. So shout out to uh, all my March Madness fans for this one. Fairleigh Dickinson. Um, After this weekend, I, I'm sure a lot more people know where they are on the map. Yes, no, I know, I know. FD, and it wasn't. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gotta say something. I'm just gonna stick with New York. New York, um, close, close. It's in Jersey. Isn't They're it? in Jersey. It is in Jersey. They are in Jersey. So we were one for six. Mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll give myself fifty percent on that one. Yeah, so yeah one I mean, and a half for six. Could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> so cool. Well, there it goes one for six. Uh, CJ with the first time ever playing this game. So maybe the next guest will come on and have a better record than one for six. But for now, CJ, you are the champion. Yeah, and it's going to be a high bar to beat. Uh, good luck to the next man or woman. It's going to be tough. Got your work cut out for you. Yeah, that's for sure. So cool. So we came on here to talk about. Carolina Panthers, um, they were just bad overall. I mean, you see a carousel of quarterbacks come through the last few years. They traded away Christian McCaffrey, um, Robbie Anderson, just folded, and That's you know Chosen the Anderson. Matt Rule. And there's a whole lot of things that happened with the Panthers in the past few years. But so far this offseason, they traded for the number one overall pick. They acquired Miles Sanders from the Eagles, Adam Thielen. Hayden Hurst, Von Bell, Andy Dalton, Shy Tuttle, um, just to name a few. Then they're probably going to make a few more moves when it comes down to the end of free agency and the draft. So when you hear those free agent acquisitions, I mean, where's your mind on that as a Panther fan? Like, how do you like those acquisitions? I mean, it's nice to see <clears throat> Scott Fitterer just absolutely going nuts. He has he has kind of carte blanche to do seemingly whatever he wants there's no matt rule you know pulling back on him saying no you can't do this we're gonna stick with whatever this stupid seven-year plan is that isn't gonna work so no honestly uh i love it at the end of the season it's just every single position you're like okay we're we're totally depleted here we have no talent here and so it's so nice to see someone willing to go out spend some money fill in fill in these gaps and just totally reload a team um I mean, things like like Hayden Hurst, we haven't had a a true tight end that can block and catch the ball, especially catch the ball, since Greg Olson. Yeah. Like he and he he's been up in the booth for a couple years now. Like we Ian Thomas has not worked out as a receiver. Um uh Tommy Tremble's he's he's not there. So yeah, no, there's it's been a huge relief to see 
the Panthers actually trend toward a future instead of just this like black hole of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, that was the entire last season and the end of last year, like you mentioned, the, the quarterback carousel. We're gonna have a quarterback. We know that. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's EJ Stroud, but if it's Bryce Young, um, either one is better than Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, uh, and or Sam Darnold. So I'm happy no matter what. So, but what? So, the, I really hope this doesn't happen for everybody's sake. So, what if the Panthers were to go crazy and say, "Hey, we really like the project type or the prototype of Anthony Richardson." He's already drawn a lot of comparisons to Cam Newton, mm-hmm. which I hope that's not talent-wise because he's definitely not talented to Cam Newton. But when you look at his stature, he's six four. He's two hundred and fifty pounds. Cam Newton coming out with six five two forty five, I think something like that. Um, he's fast. He can throw hard and far. He's not very accurate. He's just, I mean, you put him on a diamond and say, hey, go pitch for us, then, yeah, I would probably drive him first overall. But as a quarterback, I mean, it, it's it's a lot more than just can you throw hard and can you throw far because um, you need some precision in there. You got to have, when you talk about arm talent, it's more than just speed and depth. So if they were to go crazy and draft Anthony Richardson overall, where do you think uh, Anthony Richardson first overall where do you think that would leave the Panthers for the next three, four years? <clears throat> yeah, well, first, I just want to say Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson owes so much of his whatever his first paycheck is to Cam Newton and Josh Allen because before people would see tape and they, like in college, he just he did not perform well. Yeah, his measurables are absurd. But if there weren't if there weren't project QBs like that that have panned out to be as talented and successful as they are. There's just no shot that he's even mentioned in the first few rounds. But the yeah. fact that we're talking about him potentially going first overall is is crazy. Um, yeah. I personally, I, I'm i not interested at first overall. Yeah, we gave right. up so much. I don't think you can give up that much to have that much risk. You know, CJ Stroud... Uh, it's that that's who I am really hoping is our is our QB and he's proven it. He has numbers to back it up. He he's poised, he's composed, he has the arm talent, he has the athletic ability. Of course, Anthony Richardson he's he's probably the best physical QB prospect that I have ever seen in my life and that's someone I watched Cam Newton for, you know, 7 years or whatever it was in, in Carolina. Yeah. And Anthony Richardson is just cam on steroids and cam was already every other quarterback on steroids so he's just he really is a a next level athlete i think someone if they're i think it's the best quarterback coach on earth the best quarterback developer on earth uh with anthony richardson in their hands if they're able to mold him into into a refined passer of the ball or build an offense around him like we've seen lamar jackson in baltimore um well to an extent yeah uh, perhaps not as much as they should have but uh if if they are able to do that, really, his ceiling is is the highest of probably any quarterback I've ever seen. But his floor is, I mean, where he was last year, which was a middling quarterback among hundreds of universities. Like even even among Power Five conferences, he's he's just was not one of the best quarterbacks in in college football. Right, and I mean, you talk about another guy that they're piping up, which I also don't understand. So if you ask me, the Two quarterbacks that should be talking about getting picked in the top five. The only two is C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. But there's been a lot of talk about Anthony Richardson. Then the other quarterback is Will Levis. So they've been flirting with him about first overall also. Now, Will Levis is a guy, he started out at Penn State and then transferred out and went to Kentucky. And 
if you ask me, he was kind of in the same boat as Anthony Richardson, as in, you know, SEC quarterback wasn't winning as much as he should. Um, his numbers don't really tell, or his numbers just weren't good. Um, and, I mean, he just made a lot of bad decisions, if you ask me. So, but if, you know, you look at the quote-unquote prototypical quarterback, you know, he's 6'3", 230 pounds, and has a strong arm. You know, and you look at Josh Allen coming out of college, 6'5", 240, strong arm. So if Will Levis was to go number one overall, do you think that would be better than Anthony Richardson, or do you think those two just, just throw them out the window right now? I think uh, both – uh, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis are very far from being a productive NFL quarterback. Uh, I think Richardson has a lot more refinement to do in his game. And Levis, I think he has a lot of the mechanical stuff down. And it's a lot of it is just decision making. And you can say, well, you know, he didn't have the talent that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud did. To be fair, no one in history has had the talent that CJ Stroud has had right, around him. Right, right. But even so, the guy's got a cannon for an arm, and he's pretty athletic. hes I don't think he's comparable to Josh Allen. Definitely no, not Anthony no, Richardson. No, absolutely not. But, yeah, no, he, he absolutely has the arm talent. His accuracy hasn't been there. He's one of those guys, I don't know, maybe I think coaches, like he's great at talking to coaches. I think he's probably a great guy to have in the room. <laughs> people just, Big locker room guy. Right? Yeah, seriously, yeah, he's, he's the glue guy. Like, he, he gets a lot of attention for that. He's great in interviews, but all that ultimately matters is, is the product on the field yeah. and I just haven't seen it um from him. I watched a fair amount when I first heard of his name as being, you know, a potential top pick. Right. Maybe even a number one overall pick at the beginning of the season. Right. And it's like, yeah, the guy throws the ball hard, but Cam Newton did that and I had many frustrating years of watching him overthrow and just straight up miss targets. And that's something that sometimes you just can't coach it out of them. And that's it's a huge risk that you're taking. And there, for every Josh Allen and Cam Newton, there's probably 10 other examples of people that you don't even remember existed. Right. Um, and, and that are just completely forgotten. Yeah. Best thing about Will Epps, if you ask me, is that he has a cool tattoo on his right arm. Other than that, I mean, like yeah. you said, great guy. That's probably. a red flag for me. I don't know, man. Quarter, <laughs> quarterbacks, quarterbacks. It's like if you're a kicker, it's like Joey Sly. He, you can't be that ripped to be a kicker. You got to you gotta pick. It's Your QB can't have tattoos. Your kicker can't be ripped. Your your punter your punter can't be uh, your punter can be whatever you want. Mar- Marquette King uh, kind of set the standard. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, punters you can do whatever you want, but uh, yeah, everyone else you have to play by the rules. Yeah, I, do you remember a punter by the name of Pat O'Donnell who played for the Chicago Bears? He was, yes, he was six five two twenty, ran a four four, and we we're like, what are you doing punting the ball? Yeah, but I mean, hey, uh, it is what it is. I mean. Athletics don't mean anything. Yeah, we got Hecker guess. over on the Panthers. He's as athletic as they come at the punter position. So, yeah. Is he? Is he? For now. I mean, <laughs> the other two guys he named, he's, he's, not, he's not them. But For now. Wasn't he the guy that uh, ran a fake and then fumbled and got a concussion? Yeah, he's done good stuff too, though. <laughs> I mean, you know, two got concussions. He's still he's still a totally passable QB. So, they're basically the same. That's what uh, I'm saying. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, two is probably a great punter. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take two over uh, Hicker. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, so let's talk about um, the free agent acquisition. So, Miles Sanders. So, he was on a Super Bowl runner-up team last mm-hmm. year. I had a really good season. I was actually kind of hoping to see Miles Sanders back with Philadelphia, but it was a great pickup for, you know, Carolina. Uh, the guy with the, who was running back last year for Carolina. Um, Foreman? Yes. He went and signed with the Bears. 
Which so, sucks. I love Foreman. I thought he was so he good. Was, he was great. He was great. And so that leaves uh, Chubba Hubbard on the roster, and now Miles Sanders coming in. So Miles Sanders probably going to be RB1 if I had to guess. Um, so to me, this is a great pickup. He's great on the ground. You know, he can leak out, and he's good catching out the backfield. Um, he could definitely stretch an offense. Uh, but my concern is, you know, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line was immaculate, you know. And Carolina Panthers is not, you know. So, I mean, the, does that does that acquisition of Miles Sanders does, will that make a huge difference? You think? I think he fits into our offense instead of having someone like Chuba Hubbard who isn't great at everything uh, at, at really anything that he does. He's not he's not a great physical back. He's not a great catching back. He can kind of do it all. Miles Sanders is pretty much just an upgrade in every regard. Uh, we're not going to have a Dante Foreman kind of hammer to just absolutely break the will of defenses, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I don't know, Miles Sanders, if he's able to stay healthy, cause that was, you know, a couple years ago, he's, he wasn't able to stay on the field. I feel like, and I mean, last season, I don't know that he missed a single game and for him to be available and performing at that level for us. I mean, yeah. that's all you can ask for. You're not replacing Christian McCaffrey and luckily we don't have to build an offense around a Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully right. we'll actually have a, a quarterback centric offense, like one from the century. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, that'll be a nice change. That That's a pickup that I, I do really like. And, and the price was right as well. Yeah. So, and then pair with that, you got Adam Thielen and Hayden Hurst um, to help with what we hope is CJ Stroud uh, first overall. So it, so with Adam Thielen, even though he's 30 plus, he's on, you know, the wrong side of 30. Hayden Hurst coming over from Cincinnati. I think those are still two really good acquisitions. I think Adam Thielen has just got overshadowed by um, Osborne and JJ, or Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he can still be productive in the right system, and I think the Panthers is a good place for him to go because he definitely, if I'm thinking correctly, he definitely just slides in as wide receiver one. Wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, unless you draft somebody else. But, I mean – the targets that he can get. And a lot of people give Terrace Marshall a bad rap as well, but I, you know, I kind of like Marshall. Uh, not only because we have the same last name. That's but, true. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he's a solid player, and I think he just needs some consistency, whether it be with coaches or quarterbacks, in order to you know be productive. So, But I think Thielen and Hurst, you know, great picks. I agree. Um, people forget – Thielen, when when Diggs was in was in Minnesota, Thielen was wide receiver one, and Diggs was two. Yeah, um, and eventually Diggs overshadowed him, and undeniably is a better re- receiver now. But there was a time Thielen was the guy. I don't think he still is, um, but for he, he's a smart dude, and for a developing quarterback or, or a young quarterback who's actually already very developed in, in CJ Stroud, hopefully. Um, I, I think Thielen's a, a great option to have, and then similar similarly is Hayden Hurst is just, you know, um, that check down option, that safe possession catcher. Um, but he can also block. I have a feeling we're going to be running the ball a lot. We're, we're paying Miles Sanders, and I think we're going we're gonna to get some use out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have that option uh, is also great to help the run game. And then, of course, he's a great uh, pass-catching tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, and you went to Terrace Marshall. Every Panthers fan in the world is hoping that he takes the leap that he, we were hoping he would take last right, year. Right. Um, and yeah, <clears throat> I'll be the first to admit, dude has everything going against him. Yeah. Um, Matt Rule was his head coach. I mean, like, well, you, enough you, said. You could leave it at enough that. Said. Um, but no, he's he's a big, he's meant to be a big physical receiver. That's that's his role on the team. 
um, and a deep threat, contested balls, things like that. And he just hasn't been that. I don't know if he maybe just isn't the size that he needs to be, or he, he just doesn't play with the physicality that you would expect him to play with. Right. Um, and, and the same type of receiver that he was in college, uh, where he can he can really go up and get it. Um, and I think with, with DJ Morgan, you know, you can kind of say, oh, you know, he's playing second fiddle to him. There's no QB consistency. I think this will be a, a make-or-break year for, for Terrace Marshall. I do think he's very talented, and I think so much of it is just he just needs to kind of believe in himself that he can fit that role because I, I do think he is a very talented receiver, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of it has been situational. But if if he is going to be the real deal, um, then he has this year to prove it. Right. Otherwise, he's in a tough spot. Yeah, and you know, signed a who you would obviously think is a backup quarterback, Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. uh, veteran. You know, if it's uh, if it comes down to the fact of C.J. Stroud just isn't what we thought he would be, then Andy Dalton's a decent guy to run the offense. Um, or if you know Andy Dalton's just there to teach you know C.J. Stroud the ropes. Um, I like how we're. Pencil and CJ Stroud in there. Even yeah, no, we don't know I, what's gonna happen. I like, let's just roll with it, you know. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna roll with it because we'll, we'll break just... it. The the Panthers have drafted CJ Stroud already. It's official. Yeah, so <laughs> let's let's just believe that. So I think Andy Dalton's a great guy to just kind of be that mentor in locker room for CJ um, and just bring him up and you know just teach him the ropes. So um, so those are four acquisitions the Panthers made, which are really really good in my opinion. Um, defense side of the ball, you got a safety and Von Bell from the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you got Shy Tuttle um, from the, I believe, the New Orleans Saints um, as, a, as a three tech. Mm-hmm. So the defensive side of the ball, I didn't think was terrible last year for the Panthers. I mean, you got, you know, Brian Burns on the line. Then you got um, the D tackle out of Auburn. Uh, Derek Brown? Yes. Stud. Um, Shaq Thompson is, you know, decent in my opinion. Um, and then Jeremy Chen as a safety, who's a stud. Um, and then J.C. Horn on one side. And then you got the uh, wheelchair guy on the other side. Which wheelchair? Uh, <laughs> the one who was always hurt. Well, why can't I think of his name? Oh, uh, Dante Jackson? Yes. Yeah, he hates playing. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, that dude yeah. does not like playing football. Yeah, so uh, Von Bell, you know, I'm a big Ohio State guy, obviously. So Von Bell from Ohio State. Um, I've always been high on him. So I think that's a great pickup. And then Shy Tuttle, you know, he did some good things last year in New Orleans. So I think those are two good acquisitions and free agency for them um do you agree yeah i i don't think that that fitterer and frank reich and everyone he's brought in (laughs) have missed yet i don't think there's a single pickup that i've seen where i'm like that is just a terrible idea that's a a disgusting overpay or this player you know they're, they're just not worth it um and this has come from someone who i i i have had issues with panthers management uh personnel and everything for for years now um but you know i think the pickups that we've made this offseason are just tremendous and and on the defensive side um we still do have a lot of young talent um shack is is one of the oldest dudes now coming back and it's it's weird to think about that watching him you know come up under luke keekley and, and mm-hmm. thomas davis and those guys mm-hmm. um and yeah no he he is a stud we reworked his contract and saved i think it was something like 10 million this year um and a lot of people were hoping for that what I would love to see, I, I know we're, I think we're planning on switching to, to more of a three four kind of look, um, and I think we're planning on bringing Jeremy Chin into Down a lot box, more, yeah. yeah, back into the box a lot more, which can 
give Shaq a lot more opportunity to not just be like a middle linebacker field general type guy. Cause he can, he's, he's phenomenal in coverage. He, he is great against the run, but he's, he's quick. He's strong. He can, he can really cover everything. And if he can not just be stuck in the middle of the field, if we can give other looks and, and open him up, I think he can be much more productive and back to the glory days when we had, what was, in my opinion, one of the best linebacker courts of all time. With, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. And uh, bring in Jeremy Chin down. I think he plays forward better than he plays back. So uh, I definitely um, think that will be a good thing for the Panthers if they brought him down and just say, hey, whatever's in front of you, just hit it. You know, because he's a solid guy. And, yeah. you know, even though he's rostered as a safety, um, I probably wouldn't say, like, hey, drop into coverage every single play. You know, that's, I just don't think he's that kind of player. But he's still solid all around. Um, so we look at those. So those are six free agent acquisitions that they had, and so they traded their entire life away for the first overall pick. Um, if you ask me, I think they just—I don't know—they they just traded a lot, and I think they didn't have to trade that much, or they could have got some more back. But to use their own, and so now the Panthers hold number one overall. So they got their—they have one first, one second, one third, two fourths, and a fifth. Um, so first overall, we are in a green CJ Stroud. So uh-huh. if, but if you had to do kind of like a mock draft and kind of pencil guys in to those other spots, who are the guys you're looking at? Who are your favorites? Um, like, I mean, who do you think the Panthers need? Yeah. So, I mean, it really does depend on, on the positions. There's, there's a few major positions of need, obviously quarterback, we're filling that with the first pick. Um, I do want to touch on just the fact that we did give away, everything we have yeah. for for a first round pick and an opportunity at any sort of consistency at quarterback yeah i think it just goes to show like some people are are tired of their quarterbacks being like okay or average like the raiders and Derek carr things like that's yeah he's disappointed but to have a quarterback carousel and just have no idea who your qb is going to be and know that no matter who it is they're just going to suck uh it's it's worth giving it all away this trade it's something i hated seeing dj Moore go. i i love him he's the only playmaker we've had other than Christian McCaffrey yeah. really since Cam. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I think, I think it's all going to end up being worth it. Um, just even, even if it doesn't work out, we're, we're trying to do something instead of just being stuck in this never ending cycle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for first position, obviously we're going QB um, needs. We could use another edge opposite Brian Burns. Um, I think that would, that would go well for us the way that it falls out. Um, Keon White's there. I've seen occasionally, but rarely in, in mock drafts, the the edge rusher out of LSU. I forget his name. Uh, Ojolari. Yeah, Ojolari. Yeah. Uh, it's a very slim chance he's there at 39, but I'll keep my fingers crossed. Um, Darnell Washington is someone who I was extremely high on at tight end um, just because the guy's a freaking monster. But, but Hayden Hurst. But then we pick up Hayden Hurst. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even even then, I don't think Darnell Washington's a terrible option because he's he's an offensive tackle when when he's when he's blocking. So yeah. um, if Hayden Hurst, you want to give him in a near exclusively pass catching role and give Darnell Washington, a, you know, give yourself an extra tackle in him until he develops into a pass catcher, perfectly fine. Um, those are a couple options. Obviously, receiver, even after these signings, I, I've heard rumors DJ Chark is inevitable um, in addition to Thielen. Mm. Um, but even then, that's not that's not really going to be your long-term future. Right. Thielen's not your long-term future. Right. Um, there's still uncertainty 
uh, around Terrace Marshall. So ideally, we can shore up wide receiver. Um, and looking at that that second round pick in, in the middle of the second round, it's unlikely um, that there's there's a whole lot of options there. Um, and then it, it really does drop off once you get past uh, you know JSN um, and, and just some of those some of those bigger guys on the front end. Yeah. Um, so that's something I hope we can throw that up on the back end. Um, maybe get like a Marvin Mins, uh, Kayshawn Boot, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Kayshawn Booty. If yeah. You know, that, if you know what I mean, that's why he got kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, and then one long shot. Trey Palmer had an absurd combine. The dude, yeah. I think he was Nebraska. Like a, yeah. Yeah. The guy, the guy can zoom. I'm sure he'll climb up. Right now he's projected at 150. I would take him with our 132 if he's not already gone. Um, so yeah, those those are some of the main positions. We could always use a corner. There's a ton yeah. of corner corner talent here in the late rounds. A lot, yeah. Um, if DJ Turner fell to us, that dude is also just unbelievably fast. Yeah. Um, four two six, four two seven. Uh huh. Something like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got Hodges Tomlinson from TCU. He's someone who who really should fall. Who I don't love, actually, but I mean. He's not going to be a J.C. Horn shutdown corner, but as a rotational guy who can develop him. And then even in the late, late with our 145 pick, I would love to reach for for Riley Moss if he's available. Really? Um, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, he's a baller. Like, I mean, I haven't in-depth watched film on him, but it's rare you see, like, white corners. Oh, I know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I might be uh, biased in that regard. <laughs> um, I'm just, I just want to see something different. I, I think that that may be that may be what it's rooted in. And this Carolina team, I just need to see something different. So we just throw everything away. We do everything completely unorthodox, and maybe that that ends with a white corner, which would be probably the most controversial thing hey, we could possibly do. Pop quiz: Do you remember the last white corner to play in the NFL? No. I don't remember his name, but <laughs> nice. but he Good played. Stat. <laughs> but but he played for the New York Giants. Yeah, and he got cut, and there has never been one since. And I think that was in like two thousand and six. I want to say. Yeah, no, I know it's been a very very long time because they were talking yeah. about it on uh, what was it? Uh, was it the McAfee or or Taylor Lewan's podcast? Whichever one it was, and they mm-hmm. brought up white corners. I looked it up, or no, it's Kelsey. It's Kelsey. Oh, Their okay. Gotcha. And I looked it up, and I'm like. There really hasn't been like a, a true starting quarter in forever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for edge corner wide receiver, tight end would be nice. Not really a need anymore with Hayden Hurst being here. Um, another linebacker definitely wouldn't hurt um, because Frankie Luvu can't say enough about how far he came last year. He yeah. he was a guy that was, I think, as good as off the team. He was at best a rotational guy, but I think. He, he deserves a long-term spot, and hopefully he ends up – I don't know if this is a contract year for him. I think it might be. It's either this year or next year. Um, he's someone who deserves to get paid because he he really showed that he can ball. Like, yeah. last last year, he's, he's sure. a good player. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I like where we are. A, a lot more than I did uh, two months ago, even. So Right. But, yeah, we're in a good spot. Uh, and you know who I kind of really hope that y'all get? So, at pick 39 – um, there's been a lot of hype around a guy named Zay Flowers out of yes. Boston College. So they have been – well, initially when I first heard about him, I think he was like a day two, like late day two, third-round pick. Even later, and yeah. yeah. now he's talked about being the first-round pick. 
Um, he's a smaller guy. He's five nine and a half, five ten. He's like 175, 178 pounds. Mm-hmm. So smaller guy. Uh, but he, the guy is talented. Like you know, he's been drawing comparisons to um, Antonio Brown on Not, the field. Yeah, on the, <laughs> yeah. We hope just on the field. Yeah, I, um, I forget who it was actually. I was I was on Twitter. You and I probably saw the t- same tweet. Uh, it was probably and, Brett Coleman. Was it? And he said, uh, "Who does it remind you of?" Yes. And it and I like I actually I was proud of myself because like, I know ball apparently because I'm like yeah. that's AB like yeah. that dude looks just like AB and yeah his route running his hands his just he just knows where to be and where the defenders are yeah. he. How old is he? Maybe 21, 22. 22, Yeah. And the dude, I mean, the dude just knows where to be. Like it's like he's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. Um, that would be a dream if he fell to us. I, I don't think there's any, I I, I think think, it's going to happen, but I think the word is out. I think the best we can hope for at that, our second round is going to be that 39 overall pick. The best we can hope for is going to be Jalen Hyatt and he would have to drop a lot because yeah because he's a beast that, that's yeah. just that's just how this wide receiver class is it's you have this upper echelon of basically first rounders really early second rounders i think there's about five of them like yeah zay flowers uh um you got Josh jordan, downs jordan Addison. yeah um, downs yeah. yeah so but so actually it's it's funny i think i'm the only one to exist that doesn't see or can kind of see antonio brown and zay flowers but doesn't really so it might kind of <laughs> it might kind of shock you who his NFL comparison his his NFL comparison is to me. But when I first watched him, I was like, this guy is just like Brandon Cooks. Like coming out of college, like comparing the tapes, I'm like, they play exactly the same. They're about the same stature. You know, Brandon Brandon Cooks, I think, weighed a little bit more. He's a little bit more stout. But mm-hmm. I mean, just the routes they run and the way they're able to find space, the way they're able to go get the ball. Um, I I mean to me, it was just that, like that's a younger Brandon Cooks. You're absolutely right. You know? No, I think that's a great comp because yeah, you look at Brandon Cooks. He's yeah, he's an undersized dude, super fast, amazing route runner. Um, I think if if his career had taken turns and he was on different teams, different quarterbacks, different systems, I think uh, I think he's a name you would hear a lot more. He was someone actually in this offseason. I was I was hoping to see him in a Panthers jersey. Yeah, not happening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think we made some pretty. Cowboys got a good, good one. In yeah, him. yeah, they did. Um, but no, I, th- I think that's a great comp, and really any of those guys in that top tier wide receiver, I would be, I would be so excited to have. I, I even in in some of my mocks, fantasizing about uh, drafting C.J. Stroud, and then basically just giving everything else away to get uh, Jackson, uh, <laughs> Jason on the team. Man, I mean, hey, um, that because we we do have this year's second and then we had two seconds last year everyone's like oh you were like we had two next year okay so we okay. we do so i believe we do still have one or maybe that was this year i might be mistaken i think i am uh, either, either way i would give it all away um just to because of what i've seen with, with joe burrow and jamar chase um and just i used to drastically undervalue wide receivers especially with a developing quarterback but if you can, especially give them some, someone they're comfortable with, that they they just know they played with, they have the chemistry, and worst case, like, he's down there somewhere, whatever, whatever the old Tyree Kill meme is. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you can have that option in a young quarterback, I think that just simplifies the game so much. It's like, I can throw this ball up, and I know my guy's going to go and get it instead of having to, you know, a few weeks of, of training camp in the preseason to to get to know these, these brand new dudes. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a huge thing to give him 
a toy and a weapon that he can use right off the bat. Yeah. Um, Dylan's great, you know, but he's he's not going to be. He's on his way out, essentially. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he'll be in the right place at the right time, but he's not going to be jumping up and you know helping you know make up for your mistakes and mitigate your bad decisions like a like a Justin Jefferson or, or a Diggs or someone like that could. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, hope, hopefully we do end up landing a, a top tier receiver in this draft. Yeah, or you can always tank and get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. Yes. Future Hall of Famer Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, I'm calling yeah. it. Oh yeah, like it's it's unfair. He can go to the NFL this year and be you know rookie of the year and you know all the above. Yep. No, I think you're absolutely right. He's he's one of the few receivers. He could easily go top two over a QB because I think he is that generational talent. Yeah. And if you could pair him with his, that would just be so poetic, man. Oh I yeah, would, for sure. I would love to see it, and I would love to see it in Carolina, especially. For sure. So, do you think O line? Do you think they go O line anywhere in this draft? I don't, uh, unless no. it's in the super late rounds. Um, okay. We re-signed uh, Corbett, I believe, and we re- we basically restructured our whole line. I think we still have, might be exposed myself here, I think we still have Moten at right tackle. Um, Icky has worked out. Dude is an a- absolute oh, yeah, beast. Yeah, 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 he sure. had week one against the absolute monster uh, that is, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah. Uh, week one, and he understandably got destroyed. And then... And then he recovered the rest of the season and gave up some of the fewest pressures in the entire league. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a beast. And then in the middle, we're we're good. I think we still have Bozeman on the team. Um, I forget our center's name. I'm really blanking on it. But no, I, I think our O line is actually we've been kind of it's been a Frankenstein situation, piecing little bits together. But I, I think we finally have something that works. And toward the end of last season, our run game was good, which yeah. is surprising when. Defense is coming, and they, they know we're not throwing the ball. Right, right, right. <laughs> like that's all we have, and, and we we're using other teams' backups to run it. Um, and we have yeah, again this patchwork of offensive linemen, and and it's working. So I think yeah. as long as we can keep that unit together, and most importantly keep them healthy, um, I I just think that is is a very low priority, and I think we need to take advantage of that because it's so it's so rare that you can say. Our entire offensive line, this entire unit, is okay. We don't need to spend draft capital early because you don't want to just you know throw some seventh round pick on some undersized guy and hope that he pans out because you want it. You want to do it early, right. and but to have that, you're giving up these skill position players, and that's where we're really really lacking. So yeah, yeah. short answer, no. I don't think I would go a line in this draft. For sure. To be fair, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer for the Eagles, Jason Kelsey, was drafted in the six. It happens. <laughs> so, is, so is Tom Brady. But uh, yeah. I think. Or was that fourth? Uh, no, he was in the six. All right, cool. Yeah. cool. I do know what I'm talking about for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, so, I mean, of, of course there are anomalies. There are outliers. Um, I don't know that... Uh, I mean, maybe maybe there, there are some this draft, there, but there I'll leave be. that to the I'll leave that to the scouts that that do this for a living and are way better than I am at this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. At, at this point, I'm not sure everybody or every scout in the NFL is really good at their job. That's true. Um, yeah, look at the Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can look at multiple NFL teams. I mean, look at that uh, few year span with the Giants when Gettleman was there. I was like, what are you doing? Very true. But you know, anywho. So with all these acquisitions, with the free agent acquisitions, with the potential draft picks that they could have, with all the pieces they could put together, um, and what the Panthers could be next year, do you think that 
all that would make them contenders in the NFC South? It's hard not to be a contender in the NFC South. At um, this point, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have a quarterback that is that deserves to be starting quarterback in the NFL, then you're a contender in the NFC South. The Panthers last year, the dumpster fire that we were, were I believe one maybe two games out of a out of a wild or out of a division uh, uh, first round playoff. So, um, yeah, no, we uh, it wouldn't take much. I think having consistent QB play and just adding some talent where a lot of teams. You look at the Saints, they're in cap hell. The Falcons, mm-hmm. their quarterback future is extremely uncertain. They have mm-hmm. a lot of age, aging players. Um, uh, and then, I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks just signed Baker Mayfield. So that, that looks like they're... <laughs> Enough said on that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that looks like their option moving forward. Mike Evans isn't getting any younger. Um, Chris Godwin, same deal. I think Fournette, didn't they let him they, walk? They haven't released him yet. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're... They're going to be, that their O line was in shambles already last year. So they're going to be in full rebuild mode, barring an, an absolute miracle. So, yeah, I mean, the worst division in football somehow has managed <laughs> to get worse. Um, luckily, the Panthers free agency has got fitter. He's, uh, he's beefed up the Panthers and therefore the NFC South, making us hopefully a remotely respectable team and division. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, there really is, is no excuse for Frank Reich this year. I, like, I don't care if it's your first year here mm-hmm. here in Charlotte. I don't care if it's, you know, a new team, new quarterback, whatever. There really is just no excuse. You don't have to win the Super Bowl, but there's no excuse not to at least compete, and you really should win this division. Right. I mean, you got Tampa with Tom Brady and all the pieces they had, finished 8-9 and nine and won the division. You know, Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta tied for seven wins. They all went 7-10. and 10. You know, New Orleans did pick up Derek Carr, but I don't think – that sole piece is going to change that whole landscape that is New Orleans. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta's going to be Atlanta. I mean, True. let's face it. It doesn't matter how good Atlanta. they are, they'll, they'll find a way. So, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to look at this and say that Carolina's going to do any worse than they did. So, I like you said, I would be surprised if Carolina wasn't uh, not only a contender but won the division uh, with all the work that they've been doing in the offseason. So, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think they should do a lot of good things. And if they don't, I mean, it's Carolina Panthers. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I'll feel exactly how I feel right now, and I'll just the misery will just go on another year. That's the thing. Like at a certain point, you get you get a little bit numb to it. You got yeah. other things to focus on. You got fantasy. Yeah, football season's over. You're like, oh, March Madness is coming up. Like you, you, you find ways to forget about football. But yeah, man, when your team's good, there is there's just nothing better than than especially the Panthers. Man, I I was in college when they were in the Super Bowl, and that was some of the best times of my entire life uh, rooting for, for my team. And it's, uh, it's been, it's been a tough few years to be a Panthers fan. And I, uh, against my better judgment, I, I have hope this season. So uh, hopefully that doesn't backfire. Yeah. So I feel like all Panthers fans should be in, should feel in luck or should be hopeful for the upcoming season. As long as everybody stays healthy. And as long as, you know, uh, Frank Reich puts players in position to really succeed, I think the Panthers will be fine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, looking up for NC South, looking up for the entire NC as a whole. Hopefully my Giants do something good as well. But Yeah, you, know, you got a lot a, to be excited about. That's another story for another time. <laughs> so, you got 45 more minutes. Yeah, so speaking of March Madness, uh, is your bracket busted as bad as mine? It is. Um, yes, I was very proud, as we were talking about before the show, of how, how well I did. I, I got 15 for 16 in the... 
in half of my bracket in the first round and then uh everything all hell broke loose obviously you had one seeds going yeah, down left yeah, and right yeah. you had upsets in the first round, upsets in the second round um i had i had teams going far that had no business going far looking at you duke nc state yeah. for some reason that's that's my fault that's not on you guys AM, i'm like these guys are all monsters on that team how can they lose but they find a way yeah um <clears throat> again it's everyone's fault but mine um so yeah <clears throat> i should have been right it's just the team they're poorly coached yeah they else. they definitely should have had a phone call with you and just been like hey did you pick us a win okay we'll try harder yeah the purdue game was as simple as as my take is just give the ball to the big guy like, okay, the, the, okay <laughs> the big guy is not that good, actually. And that game kind of proved it. You know, he's 7'4", 300 pounds, uh-huh. playing against a Philly Dickinson team who is very, very much mid-major. The tallest guy, was, I think, was 6'7", and didn't play. Right. And he's getting bodied the whole game. I mean, he finished with less than 20 points. And I'm just like, yeah. how? Well, their entire game playing the first half. I don't know how far into this you want to get. When I was watching the whole time, if that dude gets the ball, you get all of your little like hyenas <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to pounce on this like yeah, his ankles and, yeah. yeah, exactly. And and that worked. And then in the second half, they're just like, okay, we need a new strategy. We'll just forget he even exists. And so the defense kind of did the same, at least from what I saw. Clearly, I don't know shit about basketball. This is just my uneducated what I'm seeing. And I see this huge dude calling for the ball. Just in the middle, there, there's no one, like, like there's still just one little guy. This is the shortest team in the tournament. Yeah. Just, he's just asking for the ball. Just, they're just ignoring him. And then I and then I see him run around, run around, setting a pick, setting a pick, setting a pick. I'm like, you're just wasting this guy's extra foot and a half that he has on all these dudes. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was impossible to watch. Yeah. I mean, it was the, there was a few times he got the ball in the post and he would do, turn around and do his little, um, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar impersonation <laughs> and just leave it short. And I'm like, you're seven four. You put your hand up to the rim, and you're already above it, and then yeah. you leave it short. You know, just and just things like that. And you know, uh, shout out to the Fairleigh Dickinson coach, though. You know, before the game, he said, you know, the more I watch Purdue, the more I think we can beat them. And then awesome they, quote. They ended up winning. Um, he should have said the same thing about the team they played yesterday, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's okay. They, they already they already have the story. They'll tell their kids and everything. Yeah. They were never going to win at all in that that win against Purdue. It was. Literally, David versus Goliath. I think it was. They had the tallest. Purdue's the tallest effective team in yep. the tournament versus the the shortest net team. Whatever, whatever yeah. the stat is. Um, and it's it's cool to see that happen. And I love a good underdog story. Yeah, for sure. So, who do you have winning it all? I'm gonna go with Houston. Um, Houston. They haven't been particularly convincing, but. I just I think they have they are still in it right like I, yeah, I didn't yeah, watch yeah, any yeah. games today okay thank yeah. God yeah no that's that's who I have I have a Houston Alabama final um, yes one seeds very uh, very original but um, but mean, no but it's fair it's fair they're, they're one seeds for a reason yeah there are some absolute monsters on both teams um, Alabama I, I Alabama got some shooters on their team if yes. you know what I mean yes oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Sprinkle it in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait. I'm, I'm going to wait for all the facts to come up. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. So can't wait. Uh, April 3rd is a championship game for March Madness. So we'll see what happens with that and continue to watch the games and everything like that. But uh, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. So CJ, again, thank you for coming on the show and talking Panther football with me. Um, it's always a good time and, you know, We'll we'll see what happens with them next year. Yeah, man. And thanks for having me on. Always love to talk about it. Uh, 
most people don't want to hear about Panthers football because yeah. why would they? So right. thank exactly. God you have a platform uh, that uh, that you, you get some value out of it. Uh, um, but yeah, th- thanks for having me. It's It's been great. Of great course. On. I almost wore my uh, Panther bomber jacket for this episode. But then I was like, well, nobody's going to see it except you. So I was like, uh, it would uh, it would have meant a lot. But okay. That's okay. It's well, time maybe next time. I don't even know where it is. So thought that counts, I guess. I wore it once, and the Panthers lost to the Patriots, and I was like, I'm just gonna steal this away somewhere. So I don't know where it is, but maybe I'll crack it out next year because they seem to be doing some good things. Maybe, so. maybe, maybe you can wear it in public and and not also have to wear a bag over your head. That would be cool for both of us. Well, the I think the bag over the head just kind of goes with Panthers now. That's true. but <laughs> maybe not though. Maybe this year maybe will be not. different. Maybe this year will be different. Maybe they'll but go it back work to for us. maybe they'll go back to Super Bowl fifty. Panther type, except not the fifteen and one, because I don't think that's going to happen with the rookie quarterback. Yeah, and if there's a ball, a loose ball on the ground, we're going to have our QB jump on it this time. Uh, sensitive subject. Okay. <laughs> so, so cool. So that is it for today's episode. So I hope all y'all enjoyed this episode. Make sure to leave a comment, leave a like, leave a five star review. Um, let us know what you think, and uh, you know, for next season, go Panthers. Make sure to click the link in the bio to become a supporter of this podcast. Everything is appreciated. So. Y'all be good. Y'all go watch some Panther football next year. And uh, until next time. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on.